8 a.m. to midnight. <gasps> we could do this. You can do breakfast lunch yes. again. Yes. Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Melissa Kirscher and Wendy Bowlesby. And welcome to another episode of Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I'm Wendy and my beloved co-host, Melissa. And we have a special guest. She's a returning special guest, Ooh. Megan Murphy. Hey, everybody. Yay. <laughs> and we also have, like, most of her family in attendance here yeah, as our live studio audience. They're not allowed to hey. talk, though. Applause hey. sign. Applause sign. <laughs> <laughs> you must applaud. <laughs> <laughs> I like their sense of comedy. <laughs> Nicely done. Nicely done. Don't blame me for that. Okay, uh, listeners, we are currently in Austin, Texas. We're in a it, super eight motel. <laughs> it is seven twelve p.m. We walked out of the Alamo Draft House at two thirty this afternoon, and then we actually walked away from the Alamo at three ish. Three ish. Yeah. Yeah. So. So what? What we have just been at is the thing, the legend. <laughs> The Butnumathon. Oh, yeah. Butnumathon Sweet 16. Yeah. We, we've been describing this event for a while on the podcast, and in, in fact, one of our previous episodes was about it. Episode three, I believe, which we talked a lot about the social aspect of Butnumathon and a lot of the cool things that we've seen there over years past. And so this this is this year's episode <laughs> about this year's 24-hour <laughs> Well, 26 hour. <laughs> 20 ever expanding uh, until we pass out. 27. 27 yep. hour movie marathon that takes place at the Alamo Draft House in Austin, Texas. And Wendy's been coming down here for 16 years. I've been coming down here for like 13 years. And Megan's been attending I, I figure for several it's, years. Yeah, it's like maybe eight with a couple in the middle that I didn't. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm in the middle. I'm, yeah. I'm like mid-ra- mid-range. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm mid-range. But definitely, definitely an oh. extraordinary number of but number Oh, super lucky. That just yeah. <laughs> I know, very right? lucky. That's all. I still feel lucky at the like. Oh man, I got to go to this. It, yeah. Yeah. So in short, we we show up at the theater at noon one day. We get shown stuff. Harry Knowles pours cinema into our eyes. We don't know what we're going to see until it's pouring into our eyeballs, and then. Around noon, 1, 2 p.m. the following day is when we get released into the wilds. And so we are... stumbling out, blinking into the Disoriented, unconfused, still (laughs) trying to figure out what we saw. And maybe a couple days later, you get a handle on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) And so for this episode, since we really recently just stumbled out blinking into the light we are not drinking right now because we don't need it we're 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 naturally punchy we're we're high on cinema although yeah in honor of the alamo draft house's excellent shakes um we would recommend an alcoholic boozy shake yeah i would like to pair with this episode i had the uh 512 pecan porter shake they, oh, that sounds they, good. They, if uh, any of our listeners have had a Guinness shake, it's kind of like that, only it's a 
it's made with a pecan porter and it's very tasty. That mm. that particular bear, beer pairs well with ice cream. Good to know. So that's good I, I can't trust myself with alcohol there. I, that, yeah. It makes me instantly sleepy. Like yeah. So I'm yeah. like, just uh, it, it sounds so good, but I'm like, that is a temptation, Megan. It's a trap. Mm-hmm. Put on the menu. <laughs> to yeah. test my resolve. I'm like, no, not today, Alamo Draft House menu. Not today. Yeah. I will yeah. win this battle of exactly. Yeah, most people go dry through through My husband ordered yeah. a glass of red wine. It showed up. I'm like, what? Because he's he's a super like I fall asleep at nine o'clock in the evening because it's so late. Oh he he doesn't stay up twenty four hours well and suddenly there's this alcohol. I'm like, what are you doing? Pod person. Yeah. Um, Pod person test. <laughs> Yeah. He did a pretty good job of staying awake. I don't recall him drooling on me too much. So <laughs> Yeah, not too bad. I mean, he was doing better than some of our other snoring members of the party. That <laughs> Pat Wick for like almost an entire movie. Which movie was it? It, it, it was one of the later ones. It, um, but it wasn't it wasn't nineteen forty one. Because it was something yeah, it was I was after that. But it was it, you it could was just Captain's hear, Courageous. Yeah, and you could just hear that. <sighs> What's well, that soothing hurdy gurdy music? Yeah, and the Portuguese accent that Spencer Tracy does. Like together, yeah. like yeah, I'm on, and then I'm on a boat listening. Yeah, I can, I can yeah, see that. Very it's mellow. very soothing. Well, you know, it's kind of a lullaby. You know, yeah. it's a Spencer Tracy lullaby. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna go to but sleep. So we should. Pat yeah. settled further into the zone. It got a little louder and a little louder, and the awareness of it traveled farther down <laughs> our line of seats. And then eventually, we had like eight heads all like leaning forward and looking to the right and we're all like <laughs> but, but I, I think the best laugh came from Romeo because he he fell asleep and he was really quiet about it and then he had like a full body <laughs> snore snort that just echoed through the auditorium and, <laughs> <laughs> and woke himself up it's just everybody <laughs> It's, it's the sound of being at. Once in a while, you're just going to hear a little... Yeah. <laughs> reset, reset. Yeah. So we should back up. We should, we, should, we should talk about, you know, I think line by line yeah. what we actually saw. Keep us and focused. I think, I think starting with our pre-show, which was yeah. Thursday night, there was a oh, free see. screening of Exodus. Oh, yeah. Oh, now, wait. That's right. We did see that. Yeah, I know. You did. <laughs> Oh, it feels time like a is, million years ago. Time is dilated. We're on the other side of the galaxy, and we went through a wormhole somehow. Yeah, so people, people who were here on Thursday night, there was this free screening of Exodus Gods and Kings, the new Ridley Scott biblical epic. And uh, so it, it was very, free. It know. wasn't very biblical, and right. it wasn't very epic. Yeah, I didn't get to see it, so I'm kind of curious about your uh, yeah, responses yeah. to it. And you know what, I'm watching you know what, Wendy's face, I was and it's really, a deciding face. I was really not excited for it because, you know, Ridley Scott is a hit or miss director meaning he hits about one every three films yeah. and i'm hoping that he hits the martian which is the one after this so yeah. i'm figuring this one's going to be a miss <laughs> got a couple out of his system yeah oh, man. yeah i think he's still in like get the biblical yeah. but i will say i liked this better than i expected i would and by that i mean i went in with really low expectations <laughs> i went oh i was pleasantly surprised by a couple things it's yeah it's not awful it's not god awful. Oh, there we go. <laughs> uh, but that's about as much as I can say about it. It just kind of sits there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The okay. previews made it look really 
there's like visually brown. Yeah, it's very brown. Like, it's, yeah, because it's sand, it's sand and sandals. Oh, everything you know? is brown except for all the Egyptian and Middle Eastern people's uh, eyes. Those are blue. Oh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, there's there because, are so many white people in this movie about Egyptians. Because did I think Gorney Weaver was in this? Uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> well, I love Gorney Weaver, but and, Egyptian. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> colored she has fabulous costumes. Oh, but, oh yeah. But yeah. colored contact technology is apparently beyond the realm of possible in 2014. <sighs> yeah. And, and when, when Christian Bale is your most Jewish man, <laughs> I don't for a moment believe Christian Bale existed in ancient Egypt. Yeah, he just and, doesn't. And, and they basically try to turn Moses into Batman. And Tim Wick. <laughs> yeah, no, I I'm not, yeah, I want to see that movie where just go take that entire idea. You know? Yeah, they should have committed to it's it. It's like Gotham City on the move. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get out of here, guys. I'm taking the whole city this time. But, oh, God. It, it, Christian Bale, oh, I had so such a hard time watching him because, first of all, I just wasn't buying him in the role. I just kept seeing him and go, dude, well, you he, don't exist in this time frame. You do, you do not he exist. He was not committed to that role. Christian no. Bale can bring it. And this yeah. was Christian Bale just kind of walking himself through, doing it. I'm Christian Bale. This is my Christian Bale head head tilt. This is my Christian Bale shoulder thing. I'm he, Christian Bale. He kind of just occasionally goes into his Welsh accent. And, <laughs> and then most of the time he's American. And there's like one scene where he goes full Jew, apparently. Like he starts like, talking like, like an a, a old Jewish like, man from the oh, Bronx. You're, you're, t- you're, t- you're talking me into the film now. <laughs> there, like, there's something... I mean, going into it with that kind of mindset, it's kind oh, of entertaining. But Pharaoh, because all oh, the Pharaoh, all Ramsey's Pharaohs have to be bald because of Yul Brynner. Just like everybody who ever plays the the king and the king and I have to be <laughs> bald because of Yul Brynner. So he's so bald, many. but he's got blue eyes, so that's nice. Oh boy, and and he's trying to do a Yul Brynner thing, <laughs> which is hilarious because it's it winds up ta- sounding like Bill Shatner, like a drunk oh. Bill Shatner. But he looks like some sort of. Again, Bronx Bruiser facially. He's a. Yeah. I mean, he looks like he ought to be like, uh, you know, Adrian. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't buy a lot about what's happening here. Yeah. And Tim Wick said it really well. He's like, I didn't care about any of those characters. I'm like, that is yeah. absolutely correct. There's no actual dialogue. And those are characters happening. that a major religion. Yeah. Is based on like you should probably care about those this characters. A, this is the Old Testament. This is fucking epic action mm. series shit. Yeah. yeah, this is. I mean, and the way Ridley Scott tried to play the plagues, you could tell he was trying to come up with some sort of real uh, like version, like yeah. how you could ex- how this could really have happened. Which which I kind of. I kind of like because because it, it's like all right so we we've got the 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 river runs red and kills all the fish well of course you know all the meat rots and all the flies come in and since uh, there are flies then you got frogs oh okay so, you know and it's, then, it's like and a Rube Goldberg because of the machine. rotting there's um there's the disease with the boils oh okay yeah. so actually it does up until the point it's like he didn't want to go supernatural or something oh and nobody else can. And he talks to God in the form of a person, which is very offensive. Um, and I'll talk about that in a second. Um, he talks to God in the form. God takes the shape of a little boy that he talks to. And he talks to this little boy. And he's got like creeper. Is it Aaron, his brother, who's like always creeping around the corner, like the corner, like peeking <laughs> you, at him. You're looking at me asking for biblical trivia. <laughs> I know. I, what the hell? Well, it's true. There's, they do, again, much like, um, <laughs> much like uh, the passion of the Christ. It's like, oh, look, somebody with a beard. 
which one is it? I don't know. They didn't. They need name tags. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but as he keeps like creeping on Moses, he sees him talking to himself because nobody can see that he's talking to right. Moses. And my problem with and this was pointed out in an article. I might try to find the link for the show notes that they're like, wow, this, this movie, uh, there was a review online that I read after seeing it. That's this movie missed the point. And one of the points of Yahweh, the old Testament God was he refused to manifest himself in physical form, which is why he had such a problem with graven images, which is why he came in the form of a bullet burning bush or a pillar of fire. And so for him to take the form of a little boy is like, uh, why? Yeah. What? I'm assuming he did some research, but maybe that I'm assuming too much. But yeah, I, I, I am a there fan. There are some bizarre things that the they left epic. out. biblical epic, like a Samson and Delilah movie, would be the shit. Or, or just go full camp. Like if you're gonna, if you just want to do like the fun version, do the do the fun version. Like do a um, do a Kingsman version of <laughs> yeah. of Moses. Like go, I'm going, I'm going to get medieval on your ass, and it's not even medieval times yet. And then you can cast whoever you want because it doesn't matter. Because obviously you're not trying to be historically accurate. You're just oh yeah, but, Christian Bale. Although, why although, not? Although apparently this movie wasn't trying to be historically accurate either because the horses had stirrups two thousand years before they had stirrups. Uh, I don't want to uh, Yeah, that one. Yeah, that's not even an aesthetic or a story choice. That is just I guess lazy. That's just, that's just, yeah, that's just being lazy. Well, that's probably also being like, well, nobody knows how to ride without stirrups. So. So I, uh, well, nobody will care. Nobody it's will, it's an insurance care. issue. Um, <laughs> old Pharaoh, uh, father of not you Brunner Pharaoh, <laughs> is played by, and I did find this very take you out of the movie whipcord, John Turturro. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? That's it. I'd be like, okay, movie, I'm enjoying you on a different level at that <laughs> yeah, point. Yeah. There's yeah just... th- th- this is a, like, grab a mimosa and watch <laughs> Really? This is what's happening. And, but, and... But, the, but the special effects, you know, they're, it, it, most of the special effects play off like, wow, you had way too much CGI time in this movie. It, it looks... Oh, we'll fix it in post. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you, you didn't have a single ounce of set, did you? <laughs> CGI stands for Christian God Inc., yeah, yeah, and, and it's like it, anything it, God it just, related had to be CGI, and you didn't really. It, it felt like the actors weren't buying into their locales, right. and so you just nobody, nobody, nobody was committed to this. The, nobody, the, was. the script was by four different people, um, and it's pretty clear when you watch it that you there are four different people. Probably one, maybe all of them, at some point had an idea about what the story was about. Yep, the central concept, the theme. And everyone's, but the thing is, as you watch, you're like, well, that could be a theme, and that could be a theme, and this could be a theme, and that could be a theme. And so then I was like, wait, I wonder which title was the original title, and which uh, one was the one that the studio tacked on. Tacked with on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that colon. Uh, Exodus. Well, the Christians will love it, but we got to put gods and kings on there so the non Christians will come. <laughs> or because we need to clarify what the story's about. <laughs> you, you know what it felt like to me? It felt to me like I was watching a cutscene from Civilization, Sid Meier's Civilization. Oh, <laughs> I just want to go back to playing, okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah just clarify. Like past it, I, I want I want to move my tanks over into this other area because <laughs> I'm get I'm getting that area. Yeah, I, I, I like, want I want that area. I want that yeah, area. The hell with the British. They're always <laughs> coming up my ass. I'm like, no. <laughs> I chose the Egyptians Why? to be classy. Why did the Egyptians get the Statue of Liberty, <laughs> Liberty before for- I did? <laughs> that was always the most fun. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> so so Exodus. Yeah. <laughs> so that was 
was the pre-peanut. Yeah. And then, um, so we were told to arrive at the Alamo Saturday morning between 9.30 and 11, and things kicked off almost right on time at mm. 11.30. Yeah, yeah. We did pretty well at staying yeah. on time this And year. Harry had, uh, in chatting with Harry before the event, he said, I had an ending, and it was going to be a big, big action blowout ending. But then because of stuff that came up at the last minute, I had to switch the ending to the beginning. Mm. Um, and so, and it was Kingsman was going to be the end. Oh, okay. I can... Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. I can, I can and see that. The reason, but, and the reason he had to shift because he was going to open with the Hobbit uh-huh. and oh, Kingsman okay. was going to be the end. He had to shift it because of, of something truly awesome that came along yes. with Kingsman. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. that was only available then. But we're, <laughs> but we're getting ahead of ourselves. The first thing that played Buttonumathon this year was Hooper. Or, yeah. Yeah. And this yeah. is, this it is was... my brain going... I'm now old enough that vintage films are playing that I saw in the in this in the theater as a <laughs> yeah. child. I'm like, yeah. oh, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hooper is this what 1970s, early 80s. I I don't know what the year it's, is on it. It's after. Smoking the Bandit, so I think it's late seventies. Okay, but yeah, it's it's that that uh, sweet spot of Hal Needham films where he's working with uh, uh, Burt Reynolds and it's Sally Field being Sally very adorable. Burt Reynolds in his like furry god phase. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 No, just perfection. Nineteen seventy eight, and back yeah. when men were allowed to be furry. Oh yeah. yeah. Why can't we have that anymore? I know it's yeah. the the aesthetic right now. Every everybody's got to be nude everywhere. I mean, seriously, yeah, it's, it's like, Bra- God, I d- Brazilian everything. Uh, what my furry men back? So yeah, <laughs> give I us really our furry do. men back. Manscaping, yeah. manscaping, escaping has ruined it for some. I think we all live in a colder climate, right? So <laughs> yeah. this could be a survival issue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, seriously, it's going cold here, in the winter, man. I need, I need you to have a pelt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pelt's the perfect word. <laughs> Let me pet you. <laughs> but there really isn't actually much of a script. With Hooper. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, well, like a lot of very paper films. thin yeah. conflict. Yeah, with, with like a lot of uh, Hal Needham films, it's it's just paper thin, and it's a bunch of manly men farting around, quipping at each other, and there's no actual conflict. There are no villains. Oh no, there's Jan Michael Vincent is set up to be like the young stunt guy who's yeah. gonna come in and encroach on Burt Reynolds, and but then, then right they're away. like, they're like, oh no, but we're, we're, we're guys. Yeah, we're guys. We don't like you know. Oh, you know what, buddy, you impressed me. You impress me. You I'll, know. Take, I'll take you under my wing. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on. Let's do this thing. We're going biggest... to fly a rocket car over a gorge. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, when, he's, when he says, when they're like, I don't know. I don't think there's a car. To, and then there's that sort of quiet beat. And then a rocket car could do it. Yes. <laughs> In all seriousness. In all seriousness. Rocket car. I think that kind of explains the movie. It's a movie where a rocket car exists and is an answer to a problem. Yeah. But, but the movie knows it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. The yeah, movie they, knows, but they're like, it's happening. This is a movie about <laughs> stuntmen making movies. Yeah. And and so it's this perfect structure for Hell Needham to be Hell Needham in, in which you can just say, today we're just going to crash a fuckload of cars and set them on fire. Or you can have a bar fight where after everyone fights and is tossed out, they're buddies and they're like, hey, good fight. Yeah, let's hey. all go to Burt Reynolds' place and watch a ro- uh, stunt reel Let, of his work. Yeah, yeah, let's because they're dudes. E- let's punch each other and become friends. Yeah, exactly. Yes. exactly. Uh, young uh, Terry Bradshaw with all his hair still. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of like, I know that dude. It's I know like, that it's dude. like these like a uh, SWAT team and they get into the fight yeah. and then they're like, Hey, you're a front. Yeah. I like you too. We hit each other. Good punch, buddy. Let yeah. us party together That's now. Right. Yes. <laughs> and, um, Robert Klein is the <laughs> nominal villain yeah, yeah and yeah. mostly that's just pretentious ass yeah well in peter bogdanovich yes, yes. <laughs> the, 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 the thing With where he's adam like, west playing himself oh. yeah, adam west playing himself the yes. thing where he's just driving on the set and it's obviously a big budget action film it yeah. is not a philosophy film it's not like supposed to be classic and he's like ah this is perfect the grays remind me of la Strada. Like completely straight. you're like that's it that sums up this character he thinks yes. he's making art as he's about to jump a, a rocket car over a broken bridge. <laughs> yes. And of course, I know way too much about how stunts are actually made, that each gag is its own separate setup, and you film it, and, <laughs> and they're like, okay, you're going to start at this end of town, and you're going to go through all well, these gags thing. on the way. The chimneys are going to fall, the gas station's going to blow up, and then you're going to rocket <laughs> Yeah, it's like, that, that, that it never happens. It's not like you have to do this all in one take. Yeah, they, you don't have to film, like, the closing... 30 minutes of earthquake in one day. <laughs> mm, that'd be an interesting movie. It would be. Right, let's start it. Aww. Let's kick start it. Okay, that's it. Okay, awesome. <laughs> Get ready for the link later. Sweet, we When got you it. said let's start it, I thought you were going to grab the table and just make <laughs> 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 You got to start somewhere. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> we all did a lot of cheer. Yeah, we did. We Patrick stewarding. Oh, that was a lot of energy, though. Oh, no. <laughs> My dwindling reserves. Uh, let's see. Quotable quotes. Stick around, get drunk, and be somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Motto for my life. And then I think this line I do need to hold on to. He, Burt Reynolds, looks at somebody, it may have been Robert Klein, he's like... Hold this while we hold this while we're gone, will you? And he flips him off. Oh, that's right. <laughs> or maybe the best is like at the end where Burt Reynolds just looks straight at the camera out into the audience. Yeah, like just, just saying, "Movie's over, guys. Ball. Thanks for watching. I'm awesome." Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, "Yeah, Ding. yeah, you are, buddy." Well, <laughs> Thanks for acknowledging me. <laughs> he's out riding the horse. Sally Field comes out and is oh, looking God. at him in his moment of angst. And there's a Tammy Tammy Wynette song. Yeah, <laughs> there's yep. a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> he was hurting. He was hurting. But the horse and some sweet Sally Fields love and healed him. Yeah, it's true. These were two separate incidents, though. Like, this doesn't all happen at once. Not the, the, the horse, horse wasn't and there. then, yeah. <laughs> Ride the horse, done. Yeah, it's a, Sally it's, it's a safety it. issue. <laughs> Which they apparently didn't have while filming stunts in that movie. <laughs> okay, so. Okay. So, after that, the reason we have that is because the director of the following movie wanted Hooper played before. Mm-hmm. Because film number two. He's like, oh, I have a vintage film to recommend. And the director of the second film was, of course... Matthew Vaughn, because he had brought Kingsman. <laughs> I think colon the Secret Service. Yeah. It's yeah. another colon and one. And it's Kingsman, mm-hmm. not men. I, yeah, I, I, Kingsman. I, Kingsman. Why? I don't know. It's, <laughs> really, I watch like the colons. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like the colons. So I feel like they put that on there because another they were like, oh, this is this yeah. is the action one. Is there another movie coming out? No, we... because they're planning on a franchise so they could go colon another subtitle and colon another oh, subtitle. Oh, so I you... would buy a franchise of this so hard. I know, because it would be like the Avengers TV series. I know. Not, not the comic book, the... Uh, Mr. Emma... Steed. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Steed, Emma Peel, Emma Peel. Avengers. Because yeah. this obviously borrows a lot from so the Avengers. So much umbrellas. It's so very British. <laughs> but very before British. we even got to see the film, Harry stands yeah. up there and he's like, oh, FYI, we got somebody to talk to y'all before this movie. Samuel L. Jackson walked into the room. <laughs> yeah. And and he's he's got his little 
cap on. He's all smiles. He, and he's doing a Samuel Jackson walk. Yeah. Hey, yo. And I'm just standing there, like, quivering with... <gasps> the audience took a beat, because we're all like... like and it was almost like, like, as each role, like acknowledged oh my god that's samuel jackson then yeah yeah however long yeah. it took you for the visually as you went farther away yeah. to go yeah, yeah. holy for shit sure. and i i don't normally get starstruck like that yeah um, you know but he walked in the room and i was like i'm in the room with sam oh go nick fury is here people <laughs> we're, we're gonna be air. recruited that's and right then, oh it's he happening. really is as cool as you want him to be, he's like, oh, I watch my old movies. What are you kidding? I made it because I like it. I I look good. <laughs> and the sense that you got that he truly enjoys watching movies. I understand, like, as an actor, you don't have to enjoy watching movies. But as someone who does, it's always nice to be, like, kindred spirit. And he's you like, get it. And they're oh, like, yeah. what do you like to watch? He's like, oh, I love Asian films. And, of course, some of us are like, oh, what? Uh, he's like, oh, yeah, kung fu. Yeah. <laughs> Martial <laughs> arts. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, there's a no lot. judgment. No, 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 <laughs> but we've got to define it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he was uh, amazing. I even had a question, but they didn't call on me. I was going to ask him how he ended up doing uh, Go the Fuck to Sleep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he was, but, yeah, but when, he, he was telling stories about how he picked out his lightsaber uh, for Star Wars. Yeah. And, he was talking about other movies, which is nice. Yeah. Like, whatever people wanted to know. Yeah. Instead of just kind of like, you know, trying to stir it, you know, steer it back. To yeah, the film. He's like, yeah, I'm just going to answer questions. Mm-hmm. And none of us had seen any of his performance in Kingsman yet. So we which, if it had been after the film, there would have been a whole different slew of oh, questions. Oh, yeah, that's true. His, his, his interesting dialect choice. <laughs> yeah, basically in Kingsman, he he's playing a kind of Steve Jobs. Slash Zuckerberg. Slash Zuckerberg. Yeah, Zuckerberg-Steve Jobs hybrid where he's... He's just a nerd. He's just a nerd. A villain nerd. A very villainous With nerd. With an yeah. odd list. With an odd list. <laughs> and it, it's a very different Samuel L. Jackson yeah. than used to seeing these days. He's having fun. He's yeah, having he, fun with that role. He, he, he doesn't like violence. Yeah, <laughs> he, can't was, see, he can't see nice. the view of violence. He has yeah. a henchman take care of that. And and he, he, even a drop of blood and he's just like, going to oh, throw oh, up. No. Is he dead? <laughs> like, yeah, that's usually what happens when he shoots he, he's like He's like turning no. away like, is he dead? Could you cover it up? Cover it up. Cover it up. I can't look. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and he and Colin Firth in their scenes together are clearly oh. just having so much fun of I, bringing two different styles yeah, of Anytime manliness. Colin Firth was on screen. Well, I'm oh already happy. But he's like decked out and of course a perfect suit because that's how, all part of it is that yeah. these are the perfect English gentlemen. Like what you yeah. think of as like a upper class English gentleman. That's all part yeah. of their group. So he's perfectly tailored suits. He's got the, these those like... Darkroom glasses, yeah. you're like, yeah. and, a, and an umbrella. And, yeah, and, and, so a, Colin Firth is John Steed. Yes. yes. Oh my God. And 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 he he walked in and he did a couple scenes. I'm like, I, I want that movie. I want more. I yeah. want more of him. I because can see him oh, when he starts kicking ass in that <laughs> scene, you're just shit. like, I buy this. And I love how Matthew Vaughn shoots it. It still has that very kinetic that everybody's doing, but I can actually follow the action yeah. and see mm-hmm. what's happening and appreciate yeah. the the hyper. The hyper craziness of the action that's supposed to happen of like, oh, I'm going to grab you by the arm and helicopter around and then flip you over my back and stab you. And, <laughs> but the way you shoot it, I go, yes, the fluidity of that motion. Yeah. I will I will accept that this is what happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The action parts are my favorite. I had some plot issues and some like tonal issues with mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Doesn't, but like the action for me is a saving grace because there's something really beautiful, especially that one column first scene. Don't want to go into it too much. <laughs> but I was, I was like, this is just like this incredible frenetic style that isn't no one else is quite doing. Yeah. So it's almost like slow-mo, then fast-mo, and then almost like a... Th- it's just... It's it's uh, kind of like 
the but still it, brutal. It's a little bit yeah. like taking a yeah. uh, uh, first person drug perspective. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can see, I can see that on train spotting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. first person drug perspective, but making it an action yeah. conceit, and it really works. So I actually kind of wanted to yeah. see a version of this film because it's about training like a younger generation of kings yeah. men, basically. But I, I really wanted to see more of like Colin Firth and Mark Strong and that dude from Coupling whose name I always forget. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, I kind of want to see like, can we see some like prequels? Yeah. I'm like, how is there? I loved him. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I enjoy. Oh my god, that like the his that coupling dude's introduction, kind of like his big action thing. Yeah, holy crap, it was like awesome. that was beautiful. That was it was, it, it was it was it was a thing of beauty. And the the Hinch lady was super fun. Yeah, I was, I've I not seen she something was, like that before. That was yeah. very different and interesting. And every British actor you ever wanted to put in a suit. Yeah, boom. Oh, and yeah. You're very nice. And, and some people who aren't and, British playing British mm-hmm. in some fun cameos. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> With a kind of a familiarish voice, which I kept going. I'm, I'm like. Well, there was an edge of it in there. I can't, oh, more than an edge. I'm like, you are evil. You, I don't know if you are supposed to be evil, but you certainly sound evil you're because you a- sound like you yeah um, <laughs> and uh uh and the young man i need to look up the 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 main hero guy because i want to follow this kid and i want to see what happens because we were we've been we're talking last week about actors who they try to force careers on them and there's mm-hmm. really not a whole lot going on there that mm-hmm, you, yeah. they're just not actually fun to watch on screen like sam worthington or yeah. uh, joel they, Ed- edgerson yeah I, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, yeah i confuse those two all the time so i'm like that that white slab of guy yeah, yeah. <laughs> with no personality yeah but yeah. But, but this yeah. guy he he establishes the role quite well and then completely transforms it by the end yeah it, it is very and he's charming done. he and i also appreciate the script never went to the whole I've got a chip on my shoulder and I'm going to fail at a lot of things but you're going to keep giving me chances because that's what this movie's about no he he's it's a fresh it, take it's clear that he brings things to the table while <laughs> still working yeah. out the fact that he's un, he's underclass I mean yeah. one of the, the thematic conflicts in the story is this kid who is being um, kind of tutored into the fold of the Kingsman, yeah. possibly like he's been he's been recruited, uh, is just he, underclass. He, I mean, he, he's, he's a working he's, he's working, working class. He's a working class kid, whereas everybody else has been like chosen from Oxford. And, <laughs> Apparently, yeah. rich parents are are sending their kids. I know, to be right? trained and basically like it doesn't end well for a lot of kings but it's a dangerous line of this work. is like a really badass finishing school or it's like you know what my kid's kind of a pain in the ass mm. i wonder or you, you have you're really good at very odd things i kind of think we should let you just be a professional <laughs> sociopath you're freaking us out kid here have them <laughs> there's something very thematically uh, uh this film is like a thematic brother with another movie we saw later in the night which was captain's courageous because yeah. oh yeah i can see that it, it, only it's oh kind my of god like, that kid yeah, yeah i see yeah, that yeah it, it's it's it, it's like the two kids traded places you oh. know you've got <laughs> so as much as like colin Firth and stuff man i, yeah. I want spencer tracy's character like if i if i oh, had yeah. to learn life lessons yeah, yeah I, I, I wanted to learn from Spencer Tracy. Um, in closing, yeah. the Kingsman, I yeah. think everyone there, in straight, gay, male or female, all agreed a really well tailored suit on a man is hot. Damn, is oh. an aphrodisiac. Oh yeah. hell, because yeah. the kid was cute. <laughs> And he, he was all right. And then he steps out in that suit and everybody in place is just like, whoa. It's the glasses a, for me. That is a joy to behold forever. Yeah. yeah. I put those glasses on the camera like, oh, 
Hey. Well, and Colin Firth in his suit. Oh, like, dude. Oh. <laughs> he, he was doing all of that, but there's something about transforming it. Yeah. Was like, uh, maybe you were supposed to be cute before, but right now I am thinking inappropriate thoughts. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So after that, we went into. That was the next was the French film. The, the oh, King the, the King and of the, the Mockingbird. Yes. Yeah, so so Harry announces this thing that he that he dug up called King and the Mockingbird. And uh, I was like the only person in the theater, I think, who already knew what it was because I've been trying to track down this movie for like three years. I've only been able to find snippets of it. <laughs> um, but what it is is this this master animator started in 1949 making this movie and it wasn't finished until the early 70s mm-hmm. and it was released in the 70s and then it just kind of vanished it's this french animated film where there's this anthropomorphic mockingbird and this weird uh king tyrant king, king yeah and there's this tyrant king and then there's portraits that come to life and, and then and, and then, then there are tigers and the and... king wants to marry the pain the painting that's a girl yeah the shepherdess shepherdess yeah. that's right but, but, the, but the king gets deposed by his painting and the painting is going after the uh, painting shepherdess and yeah the, it's, the, the real weird. king also wanted the shepherdess but the painting yeah. king knocked him off and so now the painting king is going after the shepherdess but the shepherdess prefers the chimney sweep and so and these two creepy children characters who don't talk a whole lot uh, are running around and they with their big eyes and their kind of fluid motion and their tentacular fingers oh, and it was right in the uncanny valley those Creepy two kids hell. i'm just like I, uh, uh. yeah are you guys like it, five fifteen somewhere knows? in the middle and i love when you're talking about she doesn't do anything except just yank oh, no, it's like that same yeah. like this animation where every time like she's just like distracted by the air or something yeah. <laughs> and she's like what oh yeah, oh, just, just kind of uh, flops yeah, yeah oh i'm over here no. Oh, I'm over right. here now. What did I but call they're, they're, A vagina on a pull cord? Yeah, that's... <laughs> like, very poetically put. Yeah. There's, there's also, like, giant robots and yeah. kind of there's this weird steampunk thing. Lions and tigers and it, puppies if, if it, and if, a, yeah. some birds. Yeah, if it if it sounds like we're describing a drug trip, it, <laughs> that's kind of what it looks like. It's yeah. not a very well-paced drug trip. Oh, God, no. But it it is a really spectacular piece of animation. Yeah. And, and a lot of people are coming out of it saying... They thought this movie copied from Miyazaki, which is really kind of um, impressive since it really predates Miyazaki. Yeah. But uh, it, um, I think somebody said that Miyazaki cited this movie as an influence. I can see it. I would like about 10 to 15 minutes of this film. Yeah. And I feel if I'd seen that version, I would like, oh, my God, like this is and uh, that film oh, an amazing could have master. Been, yeah. That film really could have been. Maybe not 10 to 15, but probably at least 20 to 30. Yeah, I think the 30-minute version of this film would be really I mean, a lot of amazing visuals <laughs> and gorgeous. And I liked watching... Uh, the saying, elevator that just kept oh, yeah. going up and up and up was hilarious. It was also yeah. interesting to see, like, um, you could tell certain lions were drawn in 40-something. Yeah. And certain lions were drawn in the 70s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, just, it was just interesting also to see just, like, the little pieces of, like, when something was drawn. And it, it, it gave it a weird, like... Uh, feeling. I don't know if it was intentional or not, but like when you're putting something together across the decades. Yeah, there's there's a certain pastiche quality yeah. to it. 
Um, I, Harry did us a huge favor by playing it third. This would have yeah. been a this would have been a destroyer of worlds at yep. a late night slot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this is the only slot where it would have played at all. Yeah, there were two films that regularly were cited by people as I couldn't stay awake. That was a film that did me in. This was one, even though it was third in the lineup. Yeah. I was nodding off, I, yeah. and I I'm like, no, it's too early to be te- sleepy. I'm just gonna clinch and I'm gonna get through it. <laughs> clinch and get through it. Yes, enjoy this. Yeah. It wasn't so. so much enjoy as I will stay awake yeah. and stay conscious and be present for this. This is a unique experience. It's really not doing a whole lot for me, but I can say I saw it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, when am I going to see this again? Right. Right. And, and, and it was beautifully restored. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Like, yeah. Because yeah. because was it Rialto had is restoring yes, it and putting it out on Blu-ray now. So what? that's what we saw. We saw it was, yeah. Restoration. Gorgeous. Gorgeous restoration. So uh, next up, so with an intro. With an intro from Paul Thomas Anderson. So this is like, this is kicking it old school for me because Paul Thomas Anderson brought Magnolia to the very first, but Numathon. Yeah. And so there was a lot this year for me that was like really nostalgic of uh, giving me flashbacks to B-Nat's past. Yeah. And so Paul Thomas Anderson brought his latest film, Inherent Vice. Yes. And it was a really sweet intro, too. Like, it's very much like, hey, enjoy my thing. (laughs) Yeah, he sent sent this video intro, which was just him sitting in his presumably living room. Yeah. Which I look at, I was looking at, like, out his windows. windows? What the hell is out his windows? Does he live in steampunk world? I hope so. Wouldn't that be great? I know. I I, I also found myself being like, what's behind you? Does he have a water slide? He oh, might. I bet he does. <laughs> if I were if I were rich, I'd have a water slide. Yeah. And but yeah, it was a very sweet like, hey Harry, I'm sending you my movie. Yeah. I kind of hope you like it. Hey everybody, I think it's kind of cool that you do this. Yeah. And, and I want to join you some year. Okay. Just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very Californian. Yeah. Very. Um, okay. And yeah, he's he's very he's very laid back. <laughs> it took a long time for them to to reference the title in a way that was meaningful for me. And so I really liked when they finally, in the movie, were talking about what inherent vice yeah. is. Yeah. It's the built-in decay of something. Mm-hmm. That, you know, like, chocolate's going to melt. Things yeah. are going to things are gonna rot. It's like, well, you can't yeah. insure something. Yeah. But then again, you can just, then that's a metaphor for yeah. humans yeah. <laughs> and so our what, bullshit. What inherent vice is, is it's, it is... Uh, film noir that noir so hard but it's it it is a very non-traditional noir in terms of character yeah yeah it's so, it, it's very yeah. consistent in terms of tone and complexity of the plot which by god he had to take yeah. notes for but um yeah but after the, the, i was just like i can't keep up i don't think i meant to i think i'm just supposed to let it wash yeah, over yeah. well it reminded it's, me so much of big lebowski the long goodbye which yeah. are both movies where you know what the plot is it necessary if you'd enjoy it? Because right. in a way, the main character isn't doesn't ever quite get the whole story either. Right. Like either you have Lebowski, who's kind of doesn't care to know everything, or you have um, it's Philip Marlowe, Elliot Gould, who's a man yeah. out of time. Yeah. You know, he's trying to, but there's this stuff like the '70s stuff going around his '40s brain. Mm-hmm. You know, which like I don't, you know, not not that he's but like I. I don't know what to do with this. It's just gonna. It's happening. It's happening to me, whether I want to or not. Yeah. I have to solve it so I can just get onto my stuff. Yeah. So so yeah. Inherent Vice is set in the seventies, and boy, is it ever set in the seventies. Uh, this uh. is this is like another Chinatown. It's, it's so seventies, uh, but it it stars Joaquin Phoenix as this very wow. non traditional <laughs> detective who is 
he he's a licensed he's private, a licensed private, private investigator. He's, yeah. he's a licensed private investigator, but he but spends he, most of it stone. He operates out of a clinic in yeah. the back room where he also sniffs some of the gas, but it sounds like it's all totally word of mouth and like, well, how'd you hear about me? Because I'm, I'm here on the hush-hush, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody's acting like they're going in for doctor's appointments because yeah. they call him doc, like, oh, you have a patient. And it, what? And <laughs> and then the actual plot with all the connections is, is seriously like, MacGuffins laid up like dominoes that just yeah. topple. And so even as you're like trying to connect the dots, you're like, I get the feeling none of this is important. What's important is simply to watch him chase. Yeah. And after. you're at a further remove because he's not telling the story. Right. The narrator is this friend of his mm-hmm. who's a little hippy dippy new agey and she's always throwing out this like astrological, like this was a bad time, this is a good time. Yeah. And it's kinda of interesting because it kinda of, it, it it makes you a little more I don't know if confused is the word, but you're looking at it from a different well, and it's layer upon layer yeah. of storytelling because this is her telling you the story as Doc told it to her. Yeah. yeah. And Doc is stoned most of the time. <laughs> so the amount of unreliable there is, <laughs> is epic. Yeah. And and in the cast the is cast. astounding. It's a moving a movie of performances. Don't worry yeah. about the plot. Don't don't let it freak oh, you Josh out. Josh Brolin? Josh Brolin's oh my God. amazing. <laughs> and uh but oh, Joaquin Phoenix, I can watch that character for a really long time. It, especially was, in this. He was amazing. It's this is Joaquin Phoenix doing doing brilliant stuff and not just being I'm Joaquin weird, weirdo Phoenix yeah and he is um, his it's a movie that was created simply to watch him to react to oh his yeah. reactions are just like you can just just watch like confusion yeah. roll across and different levels of it like the Oh no! It got weirder. He's still, I'm still listening to what you're saying, and it got weirder than I thought it was going to. The, the, I am lost. The, yeah, the complexity behind his eyes is like, am I hallucinating? Like when he's, when he's talking sure. to the father of the girl at that one point, and he starts saying some of that stuff, and he's just like, "What are you saying?" And to look at us, he's like, "You said that out loud." I. Did I hear that right? I am very stoned after all. And this is all just, you could tell his internal monologue just as his eyes get wider and shift around. Like, what? And occasionally he'll write like notes like a PI, but all his notes are like, paranoid question mark <laughs> and I'm like and is he writing it. his yeah is he talking about the person he's interviewing or him at that point yeah. <laughs> it, it, a lot of his notes seem to apply to him yeah. like, am I hallucinating not hallucinating no I'm not hallucinating this is really what happened <laughs> and <laughs> yeah he's and Paul Thomas Anderson lets the moments linger like yeah. he is yeah. so good at doing yeah. he lets those moments develop to where you just fully enjoy it there is a lot of movie there. There like, is. I don't know how long that movie is, but there's a lot. Of there's movie a there. surprising small role that will delight you when yeah. it pops up. I don't even want to tell you who that is. <laughs> but yeah. the audience, like we're just like, ah! <laughs> ate it up. Yeah. Um, just, who else oh. is in that though? I'm trying to think. Benicio del Toro shows Benicio up. Benicio del Toro. Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Yeah. yeah. And, and 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 it sounds like I don't know if he's gonna like fit into this groove, but they found the role. Yeah. yeah, like you know, like, it's, he's yeah. really kind of perfect in this movie. Oh, yeah, Reese Witherspoon! Yeah. Oh, oh my God, you're right. I forgot she was in this film, yeah. <laughs> and she works and she's hard bitten. I like her like yeah. that. Yeah, I really bought her in that role. Yeah. I liked her like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the, these are a bunch of really good actors yeah. in in really good roles. Yeah, it's sinking their it teeth is, in. Oh, Josh so Brolin ordering. <laughs> Ordering Chinese pancakes (laughs) by using some sort of pigeon Italian. I'll just add like panku. 
<laughs> Molto pangu. <laughs> and then just louder and louder. Panakeko. That's it. <laughs> Molto panakeko. <laughs> I wrote it down because I wanted to make sure I kept that. And he eats there because they show him respect. Yeah. Now we don't see it. Like you just. See I it. think he even, he even says like the pancakes are shit, but they show me respect here. Yeah, you're like because huh. he's both a police detective. And an aspiring actor. Yeah, he's in an Adam-12 episode. <laughs> and then, because the first time, I, I mean, the first time you see him, he's doing that commercial where he's got the fro on, and then later he shows up as a cop, and... I was like, what? If, what? What? <laughs> what? Is, so is he a bro, or is he not a bro, but then he's beating him up, and then... Oh, he's... There are layers there. Like, I need to see this yeah. film two or three more times, and I yeah. think I'm going to start getting a grasp, and I want to. It's one of those films you just want to, like, dive back into and let it let it flow over you and yeah. start catching more threads. It is very much, yeah, a spiritual yeah. sibling to Magnolia. Yeah, I feel like going through this film a second time will be even more rewarding, because once you know where you're going, you can see yeah. the little stuff that yeah. comes in. Also, and, yeah. I will never look at a chocolate-covered banana the same way. Oh. <laughs> That's, yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Hello, listeners. This is Melissa, and I'm breaking into this recording to let you know that we recorded this on December 14th, 2014, which is two days before a certain gigantic news story broke, and it relates to this next movie. So please enjoy our blissful ignorance. So then, then after that, <laughs> speaking of stoners, Seth Rogen shows up. Yeah, we go. Perfect segue. Yeah. <laughs> he is he is really just that guy. He was yeah. giggling the entire time he talked, like, it just yeah. incessantly. Doing the Seth Rogen laugh. Like, yeah. You're like, oh my God, he does it. He does that thing he does. It's so <laughs> like, weird, but. That's how he ends every sentence with, with a period <laughs> and a, and a. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he looks like he's having the time of his life doing what he does. Yeah. Like, yeah. he still does not quite understand how this all, he's like, and then Katy Perry let us use her song. He's like, what and, the hell? And she was totally cool about it. Pa- Katy Perry's like, cool? So, and she's talking to me? Yeah. So it was, it was Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg? Yeah. The, yeah right? It was Evan Goldberg. Yeah. And they showed up uh, with The Interview. Yes. Which is this movie. It's a comedy about a, uh, a like a TV tabloid interviewer who gets to interview Kim Jong-un. He might have heard about it from the news. Yeah. And the Sony hacking. Yeah. <laughs> the possible reason. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Which I think just adds another little, like, odd little cherry to the film like yeah. the, that weirdness of truth and fiction and that kind of the um, the the movie relied a little too much on uh somebody being stupid for humor yeah for me also butt jokes they did cop to it though i'm like you know they, you yeah. guys know you know and he goes yeah there were so many butt jokes we didn't include all of them would have been there could be an all an all butt version it won't be the unrated version the all butt version of the interview yeah. there there is also <laughs> approximately one and a half seconds of George, joseph gordon levitt playing with puppies oh, in this movie. So lovely. <laughs> and they say they have three minutes of footage of that and i want that on a loop i know just just good love and play with puppies that's a that's that's something to bring you up when you're down yeah yeah yeah, seriously also it's gonna be okay did he call him joey too by the way did he call him like joe or joey yeah something like that what he's so adorable (laughs) um but 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 yeah yeah the 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 
the movie was it was a fun comedy. It was you know I I don't know if I'd watch it outside of but Numa. It was fun. I, was say, but, I, I know I'd watch it, but I don't know if I'm gonna have the same experience. Like I right. really enjoyed it, but I was primed to like I'm, yeah. I'm with people who were enjoying it. Like yeah, the, the writer and, the perform- and one of the performers is right there, and they seem you know yeah. and and when uh, <clears throat> Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg walk in, they unfurled these giant banners yeah. in the theater of King Jong Un, and then <laughs> and, and they were confetti. Confetti. Confetti cannons. We just got buried in confetti. Oh. And yeah. I saw it from afar. Yeah. It was beautiful. I bet oh, we were because you were in the back row, so you had to have seen it like poof. Yeah. Oh no, I saw the whole it, it seemed like it was in slow motion. It's like whoosh. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing, um, and I'm for, I don't have his name, but the actor who played Kim Jong-un. Yeah, he was amazing. They could have gone like I was thinking like the naked gun route where you just get someone who kind of looks like the like the the, the major yeah, figure but they're just there just to look like it but no he's a character yeah like you needed someone who could perform this and complicated then, fellow they talk about he's the only one they interviewed based on a recommendation from i forget they were somebody the they neighbors. worked uh, they, uh yeah somebody who worked with them on neighbors and yeah. and they brought him in and they had written the first scene you see him in as him being much more psychotic dictator. Yeah. And I love the idea that he came in and was much more fanboying yeah, over adorable. getting yeah. to meet this famous interviewer for him. He's like, oh, okay, keep it cool, keep it cool. Yeah, no. And then and the, basically his interview slash audition was then just continuing to read through the whole script with him and like, yeah, you're you're it. You're great. Yeah. You We want you. Yeah, his performance is just perfect. You wouldn't think the word endearing would come into a performance of Kim Jong-un, but you're yeah. like, yeah. Like, in certain parts of the movie, you're like, oh, all right. Yeah. See where this guy's coming from. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, no. I apologize, Dennis Rodman. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was blaming you. <laughs> I can see I can see where this could happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was pretty great. Um, yeah, light and fluffy and the movie that you think it is, but super, super fun all the same. Dirty oh, yeah. and sweet and violent, though. I mean, there's some yeah. weird, but... But funny, fun. so you don't. It's violent, but funny, so it's like it doesn't feel real, real. Yeah. So it's not, you know, it's, it's not a com- bummer. It's comedy violence. That's yeah. how they put it in in the warnings. Uh, rated PG thirteen oh, for comedy, comedy violence. <laughs> I wonder who gets to decide. Well, I didn't laugh. She's not the one guy. <laughs> that is not comedy violence. That's just yeah. that's just gross. I know. <laughs> um, all right, so so after that, um, first of all, Ryan Johnson is in the audience. For the, the you know director Ryan Johnson, also Noel, Noah Segan, they're like a matched pair. They come to But Numbathon pretty mm-hmm. much every year, but you know now that Ryan Johnson is directing a Star Wars sequel, um, he 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 came up and uh, introduced <laughs> Gary Huggins, who is one of his special effects guys, and they totally trolled us. Oh, it was it was brilliantly done. Yeah, yeah Gary Huggins was going. <laughs> yeah, I I brought this short film I did, and it's this little stop motion animation thing I I used as part of my portfolio. There's a lot of Christian imagery in it and and um you know i but I that's don't, my faith but that's my faith and i i just wanted yeah. to warn you because it might be off-putting if you're not yeah. of my faith and, and <laughs> just a short film but you know and, 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 and so, god bless yeah god bless. Oh, and, and some people on my faith um have a problem with harry potter and, and yeah. star wars <laughs> but i like the a feel like you know, <laughs> that yeah, we can I, overcome this yeah. and i'm going I'm, I'm, I'm watching it. I don't know how. Now I should have, because Tim League had been on the stage. I yeah, should have been yeah, tipped off. Yeah. Tim, but they, Tim League is a lying liar of King but of they Liars. But they sold it so well. I was just like, I don't. Yeah, because Chris I don't know Jones is like, well, that was an awkward introduction. I'm like, yeah. well, wouldn't you rather know? I mean, because that could be off putting. <laughs> yes. And, you know, and then, then, of course, I cracked a joke like, you know, I've seen Jesus. <laughs> I mean, some passion of the Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but what played on screen was could only be 
described as 70s looking action figure porn. Yeah. 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 And then it sums it up. Like action figures with clay penises. <laughs> now, and he said we can't talk about it, but was that trolling us? I'm pretty. Sh- no, I think they were trolling us because they were like, this is like special. Like, one, you can't tell, like, the, them, like the Star Wars. This is like special effects for Star Wars. Yeah. I think once it wasn't actually like. Yeah. The, this the, is the special effects online. room. Yeah. The toy shop is okay. available. Um, and then there's the walking, talking blow up dolls. And why does the with blow fangs. up talk, the blow up doll girl have like. Fangs. Like vagina dentata in her mouth. <laughs> wait, wait, it's a mouth detent? It's like the sarlacc in there. Yeah, they're pointy and long. These aren't regular. T- <laughs> and she's coming at you with that O mouth with those teeth. Oh. I also, I'm trying to figure out the store that has both like G.I. Joe's, Barbie's, and, and dildos. And dildos, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, it's a one-stop shop. Well, I was trying to figure, I did have the moment where you had the um, ba- basically just uh, handheld vagina for men yeah and then the 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 dot the dildo and the dildo was going in and out of like the fake vagina i'm like does this feel good for either one of them i was concerned about the test i'm not sure i understand how this feels good for, for okay yeah yeah i think that about that that five seconds in where all of a sudden you're like oh Okay, oh, we're well, being, we're well played, you hard. son of a bitch. I was like, you know, and then I was just losing it. I was, <laughs> who was it? Was it Cheryl? Yeah, it was Cheryl front row. Yeah. Adorable Cheryl. Oh, pretty yeah. Cheryl was like, it took me till about halfway through to finally give up that, that there was no Christian theme. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to figure out, like, maybe it's a message about how we shouldn't fornicate. And... Oh, I love that she held in there. Yeah. I kind of want to watch that again with like, okay, what if, what if I was just holding on to this? Like, like when would I give up? <laughs> uh, it was, you know, it's like um, we didn't really get a torture film, yeah. But we got two weirdy two shorts, shorts like that. Yeah, and I, I always I like to have some. For me, yeah. that's like a mental cleanser. Yeah, you know, I go like a little it, nuts, and yeah. then yeah. and then I'm back. <laughs> Literally nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. odd. And then and then we and that that was a lead into 1941. <laughs> and it, again, another quote vintage film that oh, I'm yeah. like, I. I, this is my childhood. Am I vintage now? Yeah, yeah. Yes, what are you trying to say, we? Harry? So am I. What's going on? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. now nineteen forty one is a is a movie that I love for reasons that I cannot explain. I know. And, I know. And although every time I watch it, I think I love it a little less. I have a question. So yeah, here's a question. So this is the first time I've seen it, and I oh. re- I read it as just like frantic and yelly. Yeah. Like like trying a little too hard to be It was trying to be a screwball slapstick yeah. comedy and instead nobody in that nobody in the movie is actually likable. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's that whole like rapey subplot. Yeah, that oh, it's damn so it rapey. treat Williams. You know, yeah. so, so I, I can only like, I, like, I can see how you can enjoy it. It's got the Spielberg look, that glow. Yeah. It's got, it's a 1940s. You can tell he it's absolutely loves. It's got a hell loves, of a cast. And, and, it does. And it, yeah, you've got a submarine that's filled with Tashira Mufune <laughs> and, and Christopher Lee. Lee. <laughs> and, and Slim Pickens at one point. And then you've got, you've got this, this cast. It's, it's like, it's a mad, 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 mad world set in 1941. Yeah. Uh, with, with Steven Spielberg's, early well Steven Spielberg special effects mm-hmm. in filming. And they, and they, and what, it is a hot mess. It they, is, it is. They blow just, up a Ferris wheel. It yeah, cracks but with any Deezen on it and an eventualist dummy, which he treats as a separate person. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the mayor, the mayor of Sharkville. Oh, yeah. oh God, you're right. Yeah, I, I, I love, I love that 1941 opens with a scene with Spielberg himself spoofing his own movie. Yeah. I was like, hey, the, oh Josh. no, it's Spielberg. He knew everybody. 
yeah, it's yeah. I mean, I can absolutely see what you could hold on to, but see, I'm like, uh, and there, again, are, it, there are bits of it I love, and I had completely forgotten somehow that John Belushi was in it. So now I'm just really wrapping my head around Spielberg and Belushi did a movie yeah. together. Well, he's like yeah. in a separate movie though. Yeah. Like he yeah. rarely interacts in it, but yeah, he's in his own that's, place. Uh, that's John Belushi. Yeah, and so this was the second film. Of the two films that most people said, I couldn't handle it, I slept through it, that didn't do anything for me. Yeah, I probably should have. It, it was a very nice print. It was. Yeah. I, I think it was, it may have been shown di- digitally, but it was very pretty to look yeah, at. Yeah, I, I didn't sleep through it. Like, I was, it was. Well, you haven't seen fascinating, it. Fascinating. Yeah, it was fascinating, and like, I, I have no idea where this is going. Yeah. And I don't know, am I supposed to be rooting for somebody? Or. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a glorious train wreck. It's, yeah. It reminds me of what Carpenter tried to do. Where Carpenter was going with Big Trouble in Little China, except that arguably Big Trouble in Little China is a lot more successful. Yeah. I wonder, like, I, w- I don't know if, what I would think about Big Trouble in Little China if I, if I saw it fresh today. Like, I, the, for me, like, that's something I've seen over and over again. So for me, that's just like a comforting movie to go to. But I don't know if it would be weird yeah. and disjointed if I saw it, like, yeah. fresh. The last time I saw 1941, I was a lot younger. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm older and... Yeah, yeah, there is a lot more of just, oh, I I do like this movie still. I have a fondness for it, but wow. Sounds like you're like, oh, look at so... Joe Flaherty. Is that Patty LuPone? What's going Patty on Lepone? here? That, yeah. was, that totally <laughs> took me out of the movie. I'm like, I seriously, I don't know if Melissa remembers, but there came a point Patty LuPone was over on screen left yeah. and she popped up and I literally like leaned over into Melissa like to get physically closer <laughs> to that side of the screen. Like, is that fucking Patty, Patty LuPone? And yeah. then just like Lenny and Squiggy with like, uh, Laverne. Missile the air. Like an yeah. air. <laughs> and then Penny Marshall makes a brief. Yeah, just there. And I don't think she was in the credits. Nope. Nope. She's like, oh, I was showed up one day. Yeah, and I'm just, just like, there. why is Patty LuPone in this movie? That's really crossing the streams for me. It's like a Vita. What's going What are you doing to me, Spielberg? What was going Were you okay, Steven? Like, I feel like maybe he was going through something this time. All right. You know, so he's right. working through. The next film, we're halfway through, more than, no, we're, this is we are the, halfway, this is the halfway point. 1941 was the end of the first half. And so kicking off the second half is a film that embodies what I love best about Buttonamathon, which is watching a classic you will never get to see on the big screen mm-hmm. in the perfect environment. And, and one of the, one of the like greats. One of the great films that maybe you've forgotten about, and so we got to see Captain's Courageous oh, with that was, Spencer uh, Tracy that was fantastic. and, and uh, uh, John um, Carradine, Carradine, John no, Carradine, Barry, and Barrymore. Barry, oh, both Barry. of them. Oh, yeah. Because Long Jack is Carradine yeah. and Barrymore is the captain, Captain Disco. Yeah. Nice. By the way, I, I love anybody that they, else they're on separate ships and they fight. That, oh my god, Captain Disco. Anybody else kind of always kind of want to. Yeah, I kept yeah. going, I could not have heard that right. Like, they have to be like, they're, they're saying, like, Crisco or something, and I'm hearing it wrong. Nope. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Captain Disco. Disco. And this is, oh, I got to read the novel. I've decided yeah. I need to dig yeah. up. Yeah, it, it's it's based on a Rudyard Kipling novel or short story, and and it is, uh, the, the plot is basically this rich kid who's kind of a snob. and Spoiled, spoiled. and manipulative. Yeah. Yeah, evil, evil little shit. And, and his dad uh, like doesn't spend enough time with him. Yeah, he's going to turn into the bad seed if somebody doesn't oh my God. shake well, him yeah. out of it soon. And, and but his dad, you know, is this this uh, this rich dude who just hasn't 
spend the, he's totally well-meaning yeah just, but he just hasn't spent enough time with his son so this kid is kind of adrift and so he basically seemingly metaphor yeah and very uh, yeah thank you <laughs> and uh the kid gets thrown out of his private school because he's being a little shithead yeah. and um is you know basically thrust back upon the father and the father goes oh um okay let's uh take this this ocean liner across because i have business to do but you know this will be my the start of my yeah. reconnecting with he, he you. was fully like i'm gonna be the I dad now this. yeah I will do this and then um you they know, don't have the... railings all around this ship apparently <laughs> yeah yeah and so on the ship the kid goes overboard and, um, um, and he goes overboard because he's being a little shit. Because yeah, he's being yeah, a yeah. little asshole. And so he goes <laughs> overboard and is scooped up by this fisherman in, in a rowboat. And just except right now that Spencer Tracy, possibly one of the most Caucasian, epitome yeah. of Caucasian actors, yeah. is playing a Portuguese man. Yeah. And just accept it and move on with it right yeah. now. Just yeah. take the moment. Yeah. Okay, that's a problem. Yep. yep. Go on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because this is Spencer Tracy's movie. Oh, yeah. this and he is so great and warm and likable and Manuel or is he, what was the kid pronouncing Manuel. it like Manuel yeah Manuel. yeah Manuel yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they weren't doing the Manuel thing very well yeah, it's yeah. Manuel yeah. Manuel and yeah. which He's you know given Manuel. the working class and upper class dichotomies I kind of found a sort of like oh <laughs> Manuel like Manuel labor and he, <laughs> he fishes the kid it. out and calls him his tiny fish little his fish little fish little fish little yeah fish. little fish not so smart I, I get the, I get the got the strangest fish in my boat <laughs> and and so they haul him aboard this this fishing boat and the fishing boat doesn't want to go into port for another three months because they're out there to fill and, up the boat before they go in because if they go in they'll lose like two yeah. weeks of work and, and so uh, yeah. the kid is stuck on this boat and and you know starts out being a little yeah. prick well like he's he like all of a sudden he's in a situation where he yeah. he can't buy his way out his yeah. dad's not there like there's nothing he can do and these these there's guys no are not radio, mean to him yeah. these guys no... are not mean to him yeah. they're not they're just like what's well, not gonna happen yeah listen we have families to feed we can't spend two weeks Sending you and bringing you back. I don't care if you say your dad's rich. I don't know. And yeah. I can't take money out of my crew's family's mouth. So right. that that's just that, you know, I'm sorry, and, but that's just the reality. We're not going to put up with your crap. Yeah. We're not going to be mean about it or punish you. It's just know. like, no, you're going to work or you or you won't eat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to pull your weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, it's this, you know, very gentle movie about this kid turning his ass around. Yeah. And you know Spencer Tracy kind of gently tutoring him yeah. along the way. He gets a, he has a the, the sea gives him another father and perhaps yeah. the one that he needs yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, like Batman, only much nicer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sea, parents aren't taken away; they're more given. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it it's a wonderful <laughs> little film. It, this is another movie that's been on my list of things to see. Yeah. And uh, I'd just never gotten my hands on a copy of it. So when it was announced, I was like, oh, yay. I haven't, Yeah, I haven't seen this. Yay. Perfect VNAT vintage. Just yeah, perfect. Just, yeah. yeah, totally um, beautiful. Film this old, there's no spoilers. But if you know anything at all about movies about fishermen, you know that's a hard life. And so, it's a hard life. Yeah. <laughs> and so the movie goes along and everything's sweet and wonderful. And you're like, nothing bad has happened yet. And you know something mm-hmm. bad's going to happen. Yeah. And you are correct. Something bad is going to happen. Oh, yeah. There's got to be the big... You know, but it, but it, but it's okay. Like it's not yeah. like it's like it's life, and yeah, lessons are learned. It's the circle of life. Yeah, and maturity yeah. is achieved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and um, Manuel speaks to him from the sky, telling him that he must live like his fathers before him. No, wait, no, that was the Lion King. That's the Lion King. <laughs> 
Maybe Lion King. Without sneaking in your Olga. I was going, what did I fall asleep? I know the film broke and we missed the last minute. Well, it last, wasn't even the last minute. It was the last, last seconds. seconds. Yeah. Like yeah. seconds, although it still was Cinema Interruptus. I was yeah. like, like, oh! Because you need oh, that last little... You, you know the film is playing well at BNET when the film breaks and everybody goes, oh, yeah, what, what? <laughs> Yeah. Where to go? Where to go? Where and, pretty pictures go? Come back. And literally, they they didn't. They and didn't nobody fix. moved. Yeah. He was a, huh, huh, everybody huh. just sat there. Yeah. Nobody got everyone. Peed. It might fix itself. Everyone. Nobody breathed. Yeah. It was just like finally a little like light, very quiet chatter of. Well, I I mean we all know it was almost done. Yeah, but I mean we're, we're, there's a little bit left. Yeah, it was literally the, yeah. the ending shot of the movie that got cut yeah. off. And then a lot of concerned looks at the screen like, we're going to get that, right? But that's right. Yeah. I, I need to see it. Yeah. I need to see him and like his dad and in I a need boat. That, that's what I need to see. The swelling musical cue. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. Uh, boom, boom. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we did it for ourselves there. Yes, and now... Um, and now, <laughs> and then we go from that to another aquatic adventure. Yes, it's true. They go together <laughs> with Million Dollar Mermaid. No, with Ethel Merman. No, well, no, no. Try again. something in the middle. Esther, Esther, Esther Williams. Williams. Oh. And Ethel Merman would be a very I'm different sorry, movie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. But that's okay. I do it all the time. Well, you, you do it then. Okay, so I'm down chatting before the movie, and Harry says the next one. You're going to love. I'm pretty sure you already love it, but if you don't already love it, you are going to love yeah. it. And so that's why I knew it was going to be a musical. Harry tried to tell me early on, oh, I don't know that there is a musical this year. Lies and the lying liars who lie. Yeah, liar. don't, don't look me in the eye and say Although, that, Harry. to be fair, in <laughs> Esther Williams, nobody actually sing sings or dance yeah. dances, so it is this weird Do nebulous. you have to touch the ground to dance? But, but there is Buzz, Busby Berkeley involved. Yep. Yes, and this is the movie that some of the most famous Esther Williams clips come from. Mm. And my husband had never apparently seen any of the clips nor the movie. And so when they come swinging out of the oh colored, God, the colored fog, he just went, yeah. oh, oh. <laughs> yes. I'll tell you where my yeah, references they're, are. They're, I'm like, there's that part in the Great Muppet Caper where uh, Miss Piggy has a large musical number, including water, and it's... That sparkler scene, I'm like, oh my god! Now I know where that reference comes from. Oh yeah, thanks, childhood. Yeah, and and this is a movie that I kind of nodded off for for parts of it, just the melodrama parts. Yeah. But um, but then I'd hear the music come up. I go, ha, 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 yeah. I need to see the Busby Berkeley. That's, that's about how I, I'm, I'm missing about 15 minutes of that film, and I think it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. This yeah. is Esther Williams earlier in her career, and. She is forgotten as something. I mean, oh, Esther Williams, the swimming star. She was just fucking talented. Yeah, she, she was. Really she was a talented actress, mm-hmm. totally believable, charming, and entertaining on screen. Mm-hmm. She could actually dance fairly well, mm-hmm. and a decent enough voice. You'll hear her sing in some of her other films. She mm-hmm. she has a she carries a tune just delightfully. And then, of course, the shit she can do in the water, <laughs> and she's mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah. And then she puts on that swimsuit and. I mean, I am agog at her legs. I just find myself oogling her up and down like, damn, you's fine. Like, you were built, woman. Well done. Well done. And the costumes that they <laughs> oh make for yeah. her. And then, yeah, the sparkler thing that comes out of the water. Yeah, back into like the water. Back. Yeah. Yeah, it was fantastic. The, the, that gold thing that she put, the, like, the, it's this, um, this gold swimsuit that covers her arms and legs that is yep. just gold glitter. Yep. All like, the way. Oh, you, 
you solid gold lady. Look, I, <laughs> just, I just love like we're watching the movie and we're supposed like we're supposed to believe that this is an actual performance that's being done live. Yeah. And then you watch it and go, well, no, I, mean, no, I mean that's like a reverse shot, but it doesn't matter. Well, it, it also, doesn't matter. How is the audience seeing this? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. we're like zoomed yeah. up on. Oh, yeah, when you, when you see some <laughs> more, more absurd ones, like there are smoke bombs and there's magnesium <laughs> and there's water and and, and she's and swimming around and they're doing all these shots. patterns yes. and I'm like, I'm pretty sure the people audience in there the front yeah. row are getting a shitty show. Yeah. Like they just see the occasional foot come up. There's like a mirror on the ceiling or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that must be yeah. it. But um, but the the plot of the movie is about this real person who was yeah, a, a it's a biopic. Star. Yeah, it's, it's a biopic. Yeah. About Annette Kellerman, who yeah. was, uh, she has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and I did not know that much about her. So then, needless to say, I'm like, whoa, Wikipedia to the rescue. The main... So some of the main melodrama points that are in the movie are exaggerated and completely shifted, but she falls in love with this ne'er do well who is a total ne'er do well. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Although he, he does eventually it. do well. Yeah. And. And so it's your classic melodrama about um, a swimmer, and then she becomes she does a carnival sideshow, and then eventually she ends up in you know a huge vaudeville star, and then a movie star, and the rise to fame, and the man that got away who because he needed to, he needed to be, and he needed to sort his shit out. Okay, buddy. (laughs) But what's actually quite great about Annette Kellerman, the woman, and and it's in this movie, is that she was really an advocate for women's rights and women's equality. And she, as an actual athlete swimmer, was like, I'm going to go do this swimming feat of some long distance marathon swim. And they were like, and she came out, comes out in a man's racing swimsuit and people like indecent exposure. (laughs) And she got, she got, um, she went on trial for it. And she was, her argument was, I can't swim in that shit. (laughs) In in drapes. What is that? I'm going to drown. And so she created basically a unitard for, to swim in (laughs) Mm -hmm. and was famous for it. Then, and everybody came to see the unitard. And what was in it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was fun. It was fun. Like, I mean, like, you've got, like, shiny stuff moving, and you've got your costumes and your choreography. Mm-hmm. You've got, like, bright red lipsticks while you're swimming. Yeah, and, <laughs> I love it. And the it. makeup love that it. beads off. I yeah. love her I love her vaudeville act in the movie where it's like, and now, never before seen in the United States, the breaststroke. It's just like she's demonstrating <laughs> oh, the <that's> breaststroke. Right. <laughs> so people are like, ooh, the Australian crawl. Oh, I'm, I'm glad we live in the time of like the internet and cable. If yes. <laughs> that's like, I just feel like they were so excited about the breaststroke. <laughs> I'm well, sorry, guys. But then you kind of think like if somebody did come up with like a really great new swimming stroke back then, how the yeah. hell would it get to America? Yeah, really. Yeah, that's a good point. And then they'd show up and like destroy the competition. They're like, "Can you even do that? What is that? <laughs> you don't move that." Anyways, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> don't move that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, before Million yeah. Dollar Mermaid I was wanna... the other What the Fuck short. The, oh, uh, that's right. Dark Town After Dark. Dark Town After Dark short. Oh, thank you, so Ryan Johnson, once again. problematic racially and then became kind of a gro- filthy and adorable. It was screwing with you in the beginning because I'm like, where is this going? Yeah. You know, where is this going? And then the song starts. I'm like, oh, I see where we're going. And now the song's in my head. Yeah. And we'll just link to the YouTube video we in the show will. notes. We won't even destroy it for you. I will say that I did learn the dance moves. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because they, they're iconic and relatively easy to master. I think this might be a dance craze coming, coming soon. <laughs> just be patient with it. 
Wait till the music starts. Yes. And, and that's it, it's slow playing you. Yeah. And then you'll know you're safe. <laughs> then after that, we, we got a surprise, especially for me, because um, it's a movie called Santiago Violenta, which is from uh, Ernesto uh, Espinoza, who is a Chilean director that I follow, because I've seen his, I've seen him and his stuff at Fantastic Fest for many years in a row. Um, and it really surprised me because I saw... Another movie he made this year, which came out of Fantastic Fest, called Prolific. Yeah, yeah, uh, Espinosa makes movies for about $5 and just. I will say this it does not look cheap. It is not. I mean, yes, it looks more purposefully low budget than it actually looks low budget. Yeah. Like the performances are solid. It's edited very well. The soundtrack is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and it's very 70s exploitation-y and mm-hmm. super fun. I I loved it. Yeah. I just, I, I'm, I'm really glad that you engaged with it because some other people in a group weren't as sold on it. I didn't like any of those people and I'm like, well then you weren't paying attention. Well, fuck off. But but yeah, I, I really love Espinosa's work because um, every time I see one of his films, there's he, he's he's very fascinated with fun action movies, but each one has a really unique flavor to it. And and I, I I'm also really fond of Gonzo directors like him. You know, it's like I got ten dollars and two days. Who wants to make a movie with me? So <laughs> yeah. So his 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 other movies are like Redeemer. He works a lot with Marco Zorro, who is unfortunately not in this movie, but he's name dropped, <laughs> like he's at a club. But uh, Marco Zorro is like the Chilean. Um, Jean-Claude Van <laughs> So seeing Espinosa work with him is a special joy. But Santiago Violenta is... Um, it, it, Don't give too much away. It's yeah, another movie about making movies like Hoover it, it, was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a movie about making movies. There are three friends who who are young. They like to make their own movies with, on the camcorders. They and, and love they get, Tarantino to the point yes. of worshipping him. Yeah, there's literally <laughs> a shrine to Tarantino in and the film. And then uh, they manage, in the way that often happens in these films... They managed to get themselves embroiled in some shady shenanigans. In yeah. over their heads. In yeah. over their heads. In, in over their heads, <laughs> which is a classic crime 70s exploitation trope, yeah. which is the type of movie they want to make. Yeah. So, of course, it's that art imitates life yeah. Yeah, yeah, thing yeah. going on. So, super. Uh, yeah, I was digging it. I was. Yeah. It was groovy. I love a movie that I've never heard of. Yeah. And even more than you, Melissa, I, I, I don't know the director. So, this is like I didn't know at all what I was getting into and that's again and one of the great things about being at is I know I'm going to probably see something that I I have it's not on my radar mm-hmm. it's not uh you know it, it, it's not on the same continent as me like I have no yeah. idea about this thing yeah. and now I do yeah so so guys I'm going to say right now and listeners please do this as well there is a movie on Netflix streaming right now called Mandrill M-A-N-D-R-I-L-L. Mandrill. And it, uh, it's like a the, tendril by a man. Yeah, it is by the same director, <laughs> and he's working with Marco Zorora in that one, and it is delicious in the same way that this one if is. If you are at all like me, you'll be hooked from the minute the soundtrack kicks in. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's groovy. I'm down. Yeah, they're good. Groovy's the word. Yeah. yeah. Groovy's the word. Yeah. And Mandrill taps into the, the 70s thing as well. So yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, after that, we got. Uh, a Christmas horror story. That is, is the title of the film. Yeah, that is that is the title of the film. It's Canadian, um, and it is coming out a year from now. Yeah. And I don't even want to talk about it 
too much. Yeah, we'll we'll because, land lightly on this. Because plan. there are a lot of things that get yeah. revealed throughout the viewing that are very enjoyable. But yeah. oh, please seek this out a year from now. Yeah, yeah. It's the same. <laughs> creative, Sorry, guys. The yeah. same creative team who did Ginger Snaps too. Yeah. And um, the the writers and the director have also been involved in. And if you know, well, there's a connection between Ginger t- Snaps too, also to Orphan Black. Yeah. Ah. So so they were like, yeah, um, the the writer actually has been writing on Orphan Black, and the the one director is like, and I've done a couple episodes, and I'm just like, oh, I, uh, yeah. I, I, I'm fangirling. Hold on. Yeah. What? What's going on in yeah. Canada right now, yeah, they, man? I know, yeah, the, right? The, the main director and the main writer were in there, but there are multiple directors and multiple writers on the project. Well, yeah, I think yeah. we can say it, it's, it's an it's, anthology. It's an anthology. Well, and... I wasn't going to say that because well, I didn't even realize oh. it was an anthology until like, halfway yeah, through. But that's like a first five, ten Yeah, minutes, somebody's so. going to let that slip. And I feel yeah. like for me, that sells, because I'm a big, like, I love horror anthologies, and I feel like for me, that's like a selling point. Like, you're going to get a taste but I, listeners, of stuff yeah. that you don't know, but like you know, don't don't worry. Like there's bits for everybody. Let me put it yeah. to you this way: if you didn't know going in, it was an anthology. It it took me half the film because it feels like these things are coming, are moving in the same world. Like mm-hmm. it's well, they, they are, do overlap. Yeah, and there's but there's yeah. fluidity. It's really so. great. The concept is they wanted to do different styles of mm-hmm. horror in each one, which mm-hmm. they do successfully, and I really love none of them end with something trite and obvious yeah they have a good ending yeah yeah i was the the one thread that wasn't working for me all of a sudden utterly redeems itself yeah all of a sudden i guess i think the best way to describe this and a couple people were were saying the same thing it's it's trick-or-treat for christmas it is yeah it is yeah and And, and listeners if you don't know what trick-or-treat is look at yeah look that shit up and i think by this point we all know that we're the type of people who look for the alternative Christmas viewing. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And this was very satisfying. Yeah. yeah if, you're, very if, satisfying. if you don't want to see Miracle on 34th Street again, or it's yeah. a wonderful life in about a year, this will be a nice palate cleanser. And it is a very effective horror movie. I was scared. I was crawling behind Chris. And behind me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I kind of grabbed her arm. I'm like, I need your arm to be up here and blocking my view. Yeah. So, and I'm, so I've got my arm hoisted <laughs> And then I'm like, that's not comfortable to me. Never mind. I'm going to crawl behind Chris. <laughs> that was another great surprise. Yeah. Yeah. That I ended up just like, yeah. And I said, like, as they're saying, like, that thing that ties up. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it has another whole another star. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like, oh, like, boom. So have, have patience. Let oh. the stories be told. Yeah. And, and trust, trust them. It, yeah. It's yeah. very... Uh, I I hope it does as well as it should. I hope it does not fade and get lost in the noise like Trick or Treat did. Right. Yeah, because this is a movie that really does deserve. I like an to audience. see another one. This is something that he could easily do a yeah. couple. Oh please, yes. Let, let directors and writers play. Yeah, yeah. Especially in their fictional community they have created. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, and then from there we. Oh wait, oh. I lied. I said there were two films that people turned people off. This would be the third one of just. Oh, the one coming up. Yeah. People wandering off, dozing off, yeah. just well, It's near up. the end of the night, too, which is yeah. which is tough. It, it's and, rough. And Harry's fake list on this was Exorcist 2, which even Harry acknowledges is a piece of shit. And yeah. for Harry to say, I don't like a movie, is, like, epic. Yeah. And so we were getting a film that is not good. Yeah. And so that, that movie is King Kong. Not King Kong Lives. I have King <laughs> Kong Lives. That, that's a really terrible yeah. movie. No, we have Son of okay. Kong. So Which, um, as Harry told the story, the producer or something said, look, we can't do bigger than King Kong, so let's just make it funnier than King Kong. And it's not actually funny, and it it's... Uh, Takes a while to meet Son of Kong. 
Well, it does spend a lot of time. (laughs) Though, I'll tell you, I like that process server. I'd watch an entire movie about the best process server in the city. (laughs) That guy was fun. (laughs) How's he going to get into this this week? It was, I leaned over to Melissa afterwards. I said, if you had described this movie to me without showing it to me, I don't know that I would have believed you. (laughs) Yeah. So we're going to make a sequel to King Kong, and this is what's going to happen. And then the whole island will disappear, and Kong will hold. Oh, my God. He'll be holding him up so he can climb into the boat and then he'll drown and but yeah, it's, so, it's like they they it was like proto mighty joe young maybe yeah just kind of, and with a lot of other stuff thrown in there i i slept through a lot it is a mess it of is a mess. But my weirdness is i love i love little cute stuff kong's face like look at him he's so expressive he's and like i don't understand this human things i'll help you i'm like oh no something bad's gonna happen to him give him a hug the very anthropomorphic things they make his face do like oh, he's yeah. pouty yeah. and then yeah. he's sort of flirty and then yeah. he's like ooh, and it's like um, and it's kind of actually creepy because there seemed it felt racial, like the way they were animating his face. Mm-hmm. Because, because it, it, I was like, oh, that, that's that's pinging like my racial like uncomfortableness. Some of the ways they're having his face move hmm. and react, but that could just be that it was, you know, ten in the morning. Yeah, but after that, yeah. I was like, after that, I leaned the, over to Melissa, me. I'm like, yeah, you, what's the last film? And she looked at me yeah, like, you're a fucking idiot. You're, you're fucking kidding me. It's going to be The Hobbit. <laughs> We're coming home. Oh, the God, circle yeah. is yeah. going to be completed. Oh, God, yeah. But there yeah. was something about by the, the whole yeah. journey yeah. that I'm like, it doesn't feel like The Hobbit would be the next movie. But then it was. It was. And it was and it great. Was, yeah. Yeah. It was. It was. Yeah. It's Battle of the Five Armies, which means we ended the night, well, afternoon with battles and violence yeah. and, the, and know, by the way, action, 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 action. This is the Hobbit film you wanted. This is the Hobbit film yeah, everybody I would say it's, wanted. It's, it's my favorite of the three. I mean, oh, yeah. By and, far. And the yeah. yeah. Because uh, the first one is very dull. The second mm. one, I mean, honestly, it's very much like the prequels for Star mm. Wars and that the first one is very kind of dull yeah. and plotty. Yeah. The second one is just a mess of too much going on and it doesn't hold together and it's bloated. And the third one is finally at least somewhat more streamlined. Yeah. But unlike Revenge of the Sith, which I absolutely loathe with a Krampus-like passion, um, <laughs> uh, this... This was this is the Hobbit movie that you wanted. This is the Hobbit movie that leads into the Fellowship. Well, I'll tell you, like, yeah. just the one thing I don't understand, and this is, I think, the problem with dividing up a story in a way that wasn't meant to. Yeah. There's no reason that they couldn't have had Smog die in the second film because because yeah. this is all pre-credit. Like yeah. Smog yeah. is killed before the credit oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah like, remember that dragon that was the whole second like, movie was about. Yeah. Boom! I was like done, and it it bothered me. Then I'm like, there is a natural break here. Yeah. Yeah. And the break is that he's dead, and now what are we going to do? And and you could have taken instead of taking a cliffhanger action ending. Yeah, but like, I mean, oh it, my god, now what? Or the orcs are coming? No, well, actually, <laughs> I would have just the devastation and our lives are shit, and now what? And we need what are we going to do next? We're look to the like a much and you more know. dramatic, yeah. mm-hmm. like um, beat. But yeah, um, I love you, Peter. But I just yeah. what. What movies yeah. were you making? I feel like we, we'll fix this like once we get all the DVDs and you, you play them how you want to. Like I'm the, just gonna continue playing the that. The fan on. edit of The Hobbit is gonna be magnificent. Yeah. Though. Oh yeah, because all the pieces are there. It's a good movie just, there. It's you just buried. Have to clip the rest of yep. it out. It's, it's buried. But honestly, I was crying. I was crying when Thorin died. 
Yeah, it was. Yeah, I. Well, you know, for as much as I really, really, really detest the previous Hobbit films, this one I found at least watchable. And it's still. There's still problems with the action. Oh, there are so many problems with this movie, and I still don't love it, but it's like, all right, I like this better than There were actual emotional beats, though. Yeah, there were were moments where the characters were allowed to breathe, and that's where it actually started working. You know, the, the, the literal hour of action non-stop action is like yeah yeah it's like we're watching a video game but then there's this wonderful scene where it's just martin freeman and ian mckellen sitting together on a rock and they don't even say anything and it's like a minute long scene and it's just the hobbit's in the hobbit again yeah it's yeah. nice to see him like he has so much more to do here yeah. about like you know thorn i'm uh, this basically yeah. i'm doing this because i'm your friend and i'm you know like you let like bill have stuff, his journey that yeah. stuff was great and you're there's something wrong with you and the best thing i can do to help yeah. you is to betray yeah. you and you're gonna yeah. hate me but that's uh, yeah that's 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 the good stuff and yeah. also the development of the relationship between philly killy and thorin is much better stated in this and the stakes are raised mm-hmm. so that was great and then when thorin dies it like flashed it's sort of a weird bookend between now the first and the last of by the, the way spoilers for the hobbit <laughs> i'm sorry it's, it's a, a book i know 50 years I know, old thorin fucking oak and shield dies R.I.P. And I'm, but I'm not, I, if you don't remember, I won't spoil, I won't go into details of how. I remember the book well enough to, that yeah. I was like, well, I know how this is going to play out. So certain other things are red herrings. I mean, you've seen Lord of the Rings, so you know certain things have, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there are certain things have happened, apparently. Well, like, oh, Legolas is in danger. I'm pretty sure he's going to Yeah, live. I think he's going to be okay. <laughs> um, oh, Lee Pace as Thranduil was brilliant mm-hmm. cast, yeah. and he exudes otherworldly fuckery. Yeah. He's like, an just, arrogant I don't a... son of a bitch, yeah. man. And elves, like, like high elves, need to be arrogant. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. you, you've got the Galadriel. She's yeah. she's warm, but a little bit frightening. And you've got Elrond, yeah. dude. Hey, buddy. <laughs> like, hey. Every time he's on screen, you're like, hey. Hi. Elrond, you're a good guy. <laughs> um, but Thranduil, you're like, wow. What you, you, you'd cut a bitch. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. you really would. But so the beat when he dies in this last of the Tolkien films reminded me of when Boromir dies. And then his because of his redemption and the scene that he has with Bilbo yeah. and the scene that Boromir had with Aragorn. And yeah. then the very last, that last line as Bilbo is walking into his house just destroyed me. Yeah. Because it, it hit right. I'm yeah. like, Peter, this yeah. is the movie. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. all the yeah. rest was. That's but that, the, that was the core right there. This is the movie. You yep. lost sight of... Bilbo, it's like you didn't realize that Bilbo is Frodo. Mm-hmm. That yeah. you, you put you, you all see of Lord that, of the yeah. Rings on Frodo. You needed to put all of this on Bilbo. I mean, the hobbits are important. They are like the hearts of the story. They can do things that other characters can't do because they have a certain openness. Because they're explore like well, the Baggins are have that exploratory and that open nature. Mm-hmm. You well, know, they're also and that's impo- so practical. They're the voice of reason. Yeah. Why don't we just solve this problem? Yeah. Let's yeah. sit down, eat some potatoes. Yeah. Work this out. Yeah. Carbs yeah. will chill us yeah. out and we'll be able to get to the heart yeah. of the problem. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> They're so smart. They're so wise. They're so wise. They're so tiny and wise. I feel like if a hobbit had been in the movie theater with us, he'd be going, why is this in 48 frames per second? I I, I still have a problem. I mean, I don't like it. Yeah. My whole yeah, thing we, is, I, yeah. Okay, dear listeners, we saw it We saw it in a very unusual projection style. Uh, it might not even be available in the U.S., but it, we saw it in 2D, so we did not get 3D. Yeah. 
but it was still in 48 frames per second, which means it still had that video look to it. Yeah. Which means everything looked like a cutscene from a video game. Yeah, it looks yeah. very TV to me. Now, I've, I'm always telling myself, I think I need to see more 48, because just because I'm so conditioned to what a movie is supposed to look like. Well, you know, that's to- yeah. So I almost feel like maybe... I can teach I, my brain, but it's not there yet. But I mean, there, there. I mean, I could talk for hours on, and maybe we should have an episode about how film is "quote unquote" supposed to look. Because right. I think this this move into into forty eight frames per second and sixty frames per second is probably oh God, where a lot 60. of this stuff is going. But yeah. but but the thing is, but the thing is, it, but the TV shows are getting more cinematic, right? Yeah. Right. But I mean, there's there's a lot to unpack about why it's hard to I, sell. I agree with Tim Lee. Tim Lee yeah. said something to me. He's like, I think they could make 48 frames per second that would look better and wouldn't bother me so much, but it's so bright. Yeah. It's too clear. It, That's not what reality looks like. It works for me like. in right. action scenes or effects heavy scenes, but anytime you're like in an intimate scene where it's like just two characters or someone's room, I'm into like, this is a soap opera. Like it's because it's so, the, it's the lighting gets kind of weirdly it's flat and everything is too, lighting. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. And yeah. that's something, it, that's something they could easily change. Yeah. And it's like, like they haven't quite figured, figured it out. Yeah, yet. They, they haven't figured it out because everything looks like it's been run under HDR. It also looks like, like it, smaller. Yeah. Like, like they're and on this tiny set tiny. sometimes. Well, mm-hmm. But Chris and Dory's like, it's like we're watching a stage play version of it. Yeah. And that makes it in- immediately feel oddly smaller. Yeah. And my my problems with the action are I don't mind like some of the things that happen but could we add a little bit more realistic physics to it? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, uh, Legolas can do crazy ass shit but that bridge everybody thing, yeah. is doing crazy mm-hmm. shit. And mm-hmm. then you're taking the crazy shit to a level of just I, <laughs> I need it to be I need to believe it's physically possible. I concur. I concur. Huh. We, we're in agreement. All right. We are. We are. All right. <laughs> so we should close this because we are five minutes from needing to go eat a pizza. Pizza, yeah, pizza, 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 pizza. Pizza time. So, yeah. But number five was super fun, guys. It was, oh, yeah. This was it, actually this one was for the ages. This yep. was a solid run uh, front to back. Yep. And there have only been like three, two or three of these where I've just been like, wow, front to back. I'd yeah. watch any awesome. of these movies again. Yeah. yeah. Even the ones like if we, have, we have issues with or something, that that's like small issues. It's not like... Like, nothing that's, was bad. That's you like know? the... the Even Son the, of Kong. That's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the change of the palette to let you appreciate the other things, yeah, right? Yeah. That's right. It's a it's palette cleanser. Like, wow, I'm going to watch this French thing. It's going to be so bland <laughs> that the next spicy <laughs> thing that comes along, I'll be ready for it. Yeah. yeah. that Chilean spice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, we didn't ask any questions. No, well, yeah, she's, already, she's, she's already answered. answered. Yeah, um, okay, done. but wait, do you have a recommendation? Any new recommendations? Any a new movie or something recently? Oh, I just saw um, uh, The One I Love. It's with Mark Duplass, or Duplass and uh, Elizabeth Moss. Ooh. And it starts as kind of like a character like study of two, a couple having issues, and they go to Ted Danson, who is their like, therapist, and he suggests this like um, beach house mm-hmm. with this mysterious guest house. And it's and then all of a sudden it starts it starts shifting into another kind of movie. Oh, so yeah. like watch it and about 10, 15 minutes in it's gonna start getting weird. Nice. And then just enjoy enjoy the ride. It's it, it's fun. It's it's also very still very intimate. It doesn't get like like okay. it's still very much about couple, but 
Uh, the one I love. It's on Netflix now. Nice. Thank you. All right, thank listeners, you. thank you for joining us for another episode of Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I have been Wendy. This has been Melissa. And we have been joined by the effervescently awesome Megan. Yeah. <laughs> and our studio audience, who's been super. I'm proud of you. You've been very good. Very good. All right. All right. See you next week. Yeah. Pizza, pizza, pizza. <laughs> pizza time. Thank you for joining us in the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Our theme song was written by Tim Wick and Jeffrey Brown and recorded and mastered by Chad Dutton. New episodes arrive every Thursday. You can find us on iTunes and on Stitcher. You can also visit us at xanaducinema.com, follow us on Twitter at Xanadu Cinema, and like us on Facebook at Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. like maybe we need to drive by someplace that will deep fry me some bacon before I have to go home where I don't know if I can talk people into it up north. I feel like Texas. Gordos probably can deep fry bacon Oh, I bet they could.